Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome back to A Home for Being. In last episode, we discussed codependency and the role of anger that it plays. And for those who are yet to catch up, um, codependency is basically where um, there is a lot of groupthink involved and there aren't like clear boundaries set. So there isn't really like room for the sense of self or for your being really. And so what we dove into was what role anger plays in sort of signaling to us that, you know, we need to set boundaries or some of our boundaries are violated. And we learned that anger, anger was actually like a signal for us to return back to safety and to teach us about, hey, what are our needs? What are, are my needs being met now? Or um, is there a boundary that I may have to uh, set um, Joe mentioned uh, a, a beautiful metaphor about a horse, <laughs> which uh, sparked the idea for us to do a little bit of a deep dive on um, on emotions in general to see, you know, what, like, how do we deal properly with emotions and what are some of the signals uh, our emotions give? Um, we'll discuss, there are some um, tools I want to discuss uh, there's some experiences we both want to talk about. And, um, before we dive in, um, I'm like, Joe probably acknowledges this. I'm someone who like, likes to look up like descriptions and stuff. And so, uh, there's often like a lot of confusion around emotions versus feelings. And before we dive in, it's good to know that emotions are bodily sensations that we feel as it suggests in our body. Think of anger or fear, or sadness. Um, and then feelings are a lot richer. There's there's a lot more feelings than there are emotions. Um, and feelings have um, a mental connotation to it. So you can't really feel, even though you say, or, or even though like, you know, you might experience like feeling rejected, what you, what you, uh, or with, with feeling rejected, for example, it's the story you make up, right? Like, oh, somebody, you know, something that happened or something that, um, yeah, some, something that happened basically, right? Like it's like an ego story that sort of like manifests as a feeling, but behind that feeling is often an emotion. So while, um, uh, so, so while I was going to make it like a comparison, because it is a little bit tricky, they, they, they overlap, they're very like broadly used interchangeably. Um, basically, a feeling is always an emotion, but an emotion is not necessarily feeling. So there's tons of feelings that we can group underneath anger, or sadness, or fear. Um, but usually, you know, if we grab like one feeling that doesn't cover like the full emotion. Having said that, with a very long, but not like a long story long. Um, Joey, what do you think, my man? Emotions, feelings, you know, like how did you deal with it in life? How did you, uh, you know, what does your inner world look like? Or what is your relationship like with emotions and feelings? Thanks, Mickey. Uh, first of all, beautiful opener, my friend. Very well, an articulate way to describe that difference. Uh, which is powerful. And it's, it's when I heard you say it, it's almost like I forgot some of the things you said I needed to be reminded of, uh, which is just beautiful. Yeah, I feel like in all almost a lot of the topics we've done, I'm a guy who has struggled with all these areas, like been right. really deficit 
and then learn them the hard way that it's mm -hmm. essential. So I know what it's like not to pay attention to these things and suffer that pain and live with that pain, not even being aware. So I say all that with, I think I used to stuff my emotions. I was afraid to feel my emotions because I didn't know how to handle them. Uh, I didn't know how to process them, you know, which is also a good reminder. Like if you don't have the tools or you don't know how to handle them, it could be problematic, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm learning in my life is I've made a lot of progress healing and feeling my emotions and feeling my feelings. And you said something very beautiful, not attaching the egoic lie because most of my thoughts around the emotions were lies mm -hmm. like oh i'm feeling fear so i must be a loser i can't feel fear mm -hmm. uh, oh right i'm getting angry i can't feel i can't do that or i give into it and i cause devastation like it was you know i just was a mess <laughs> in many <laughs> respects and, and scared to death mickey to look at those emotions like scared to death right. um but today, like what I was saying last week uh, in my analogy, which I'll add to it a little bit, the emotions and the feelings, and we'll come into modern times, can be like the most super high-powered Tesla, right? Like it can be an amazing gift. Or if you neglect it, you don't charge that Tesla, it's just going to rust in your garage, right? Like it, you right. can't do much with it without the electricity. So it's either going to help me or it's going to hinder me. And then it's not only going to hinder me, but it's going to make it much, 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 much more difficult to do anything. So I say all that I'm learning to respect them and mm -hmm. really see and process them. What are they really telling me? Like we describe a codependency. When I get angry about something, I can say, whoa, something's telling me I'm disturbed here. What's going on? My first thoughts are never really right, I find. I have to process it and really, what is it really telling me? And what is it not telling me? Right. And, and what we kind of shared yesterday, and I think what we said with anger and codependency happens with every emotion. Everyone right. is a gift and a teacher. And it's just learning how to do that. But how, how has that been for you? And does that relate? Or do you have a difference of opinion? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for asking. Um so I didn't really grow up in the best environment where, you know, like supportive environment, at least to, um, to process negative emotions. I focus on the negative emotions mostly just because I feel like it's very easy to like experience positive emotions. Right. But I think like the negative emotions is where we human beings like mostly struggle with, at least if I talk for myself, I do. Um, so uh, what you just described earlier about like that fear, like almost like the fear to feel the fear to feel, I was brought up with that. So every time I, you know, I felt something like there was a negative emotion and I would come to my parents to like be soothed or seek help or, you know, like see like, hey, you know, like what do I do with these feelings? Um, what happened was, you know, they didn't know either what to do with them. They were so afraid of them. So they would almost, you know, it would amplify the fear or it would amplify the feeling in a way because, if I got very fearful, then they became fearful of me feeling fearful. Or if I became sad, then they became like sad of me being sad, mm -hmm. as opposed to sort of, you know, like embracing that feelings or sort of like acknowledging those feelings mm -hmm. as a reality of the human experience, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so I definitely had a lot of um, work to do, basically, to navigate back to my inner world, um, which was on its own very frightening. I went to a lot of therapy. I definitely acknowledge like, or recognize with what you say with, you know, if you've never really felt a lot of, you know, been able to feel your feelings, then once you want to start digging into them, um, it becomes quite a burden because there's quite a lot of emotions stacked, you know, like behind the door, mm -hmm. behind the door. Mm -hmm. And the moment you open it a little bit, then boom, everything mm -hmm. comes out. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely like in therapy that I had. But more recently, um, you know, obviously like uh, therapy, like, you know, helps you to look within, helps you to like process emotions, which is unfathomable and also like helps you like validating your experience, which I think is really great. But recently I discovered a tool that I was so keen to share on our podcast. It's uh, namely the um, Ekman's, the Ekman's Atlas of Emotions. I'm going to, we're going to put a link down um, in our description. Uh, please look it up. Um, as it says, it focuses on emotions. Uh, I believe there are like five emotions. And um, what I thought was really helpful was it sort of like describes, you know, how that emotion feels. So you can like better recognize it in yourself. So, um, and also like what it looks like, right? So for example, like one of the emotions is um, disgust, which you know, I've been like pretty numb for the majority of my life. So like the feeling of disgust, I just like was really like unfamiliar with it. I just like didn't really get it. And then mm -hmm. I saw the description saying like, oh, disgust is like a really helpful emotion because mm -hmm. it helps us identify what is toxic for us and to get away from that, which is actually like a really healthy thing, right? Like you, you would need that to survive. Same mm -hmm. with fear. Fear is actually us anticipating, anticipating a threat. And so the tool, look, look it up. The tool is amazing because you get to select like an emotion and then like it opens a new tab where you kind of like can feel like the different degrees to which mm. you can feel the emotion. And to me, it's that tool plus also just like a regular feelings chart, which we'll, we'll also like mark down, which really helps me navigate to like understand my emotions because mm. I didn't grow up with like, you know, able to identify and regulate my emotions now thanks to neuroplasticity which is amazing i have to actively work to make those like brain connections with like the cognitive level and really the feeling level so that i understand like oh if i'm feeling this ah this is sadness oh now i'm actually feeling feeling very fearful because to me I, i'm really curious to hear your story for me it is very easy to talk about a feeling, but not really feel a feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And having said that, Joey, what, what's your experience with that? 100%, man, 100%. I totally relate. Same kind of family dynamics. Uh, I don't think my family was able, they were very deficient in understanding their emotions, processing emotions. We didn't do that. It was a lot of extremes. Uh, we didn't have that tool. We didn't have that tool. You, know, you can't give what you don't have. They didn't have that to give me. If they had it, they would have gave it to me. What they did have, they gave it. But I didn't have that too. But I love how you brought up the tool of Atlas of Emotion. But and, and as a matter of fact, Mickey introduced that to me and I loved it. And I and I send it to so many friends and, and people who have also benefited from that. 
But I love just the idea of thinking different tools. I can say even just this morning, uh, I had a lot of emotions. So I journaled and I journaled mm. and we shared on one of the past podcasts about journaling your negative emotions, especially, but mm. not overreacting, but really thinking about what's going on. Once again, what is this really telling me? And the other tool is sharing with a with a trustful, supportive friend. And I talked to another friend today, and I got insights from the writing, insights from the friend that really helped me understand what the emotions were telling me. And if I didn't do the writing, if I didn't process, if I didn't talk to that friend, I would have not really understood what it was telling me. So mm -hmm. that blows my mind. Like that blows my mind because- um, even like you and I were talking, Mickey, with podcasts and getting really cool insights, like you got insights, but you did the work. You got, you did the work. You had a tool, you used it. And I love how you said you have to kind of do the work and keep up the practice to build. You didn't say this, but I'll say it a different way to build that muscle. And for those right. who don't know, my buddy Mickey is <laughs> a gym rat and he's awesome and he's dedicated <laughs> and he's consistent and we love that. We love that principle of consistency, but it's the same kind of thing. I think Mickey, tell me if you, you agree. It's the same thing with this emotional work. Like if I'm deficient, which I described in the beginning in this area, I got to build up that muscle and get to a consistency. And yeah. if I do it, I actually can be, I can make tremendous progress and in some ways be better. You wouldn't even know I have the deficiency because yeah. I built up that skill. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your thoughts. Yeah. Dude, awesome. I really love that you mentioned that, uh, especially consistency, because um, to your point, I think consistency is so key in everything, literally everything we want to accomplish in life. Mm. And what I've noticed is we don't want to overwhelm our nervous system. Right. So same with me with working out like I work out five days a week now. I didn't start like that. I'm also not sure if I'm going to continue like doing it like that because it, it is a lot. But what I do find very profound is to find a way that it makes it easy for you to maintain. So sometimes like I used to like journal a lot, but then I would like journal for like half an hour straight or I would do like once a week or like whenever I felt like really down, that's when I started journaling. Mm -hmm. And even though that's like great too, right? But I feel like ideally before it gets like too bad, you would want to like daily check in. Like I love like journaling just for five minutes a day, 10 minutes, just make it very accessible. Maybe like not even 10, just five. Focus on mm -hmm. just five minutes. What what happens for me is that when I sit down and I, you know, I, I always ask myself like the inner, the inner child of me, like, hey, little Mickey, how are you doing? How are you doing? And usually that's when I start connecting with my inner self where I'm realized like, oh, wait, I'm actually really exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like there's too much on my plate or, mm -hmm. Hey, I felt really let down by that person or, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm really missing. Like I have this longing for X, Y, and Z. And I feel like the, in, in the journaling is where we really almost, I'd say where we meet ourselves in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, we have a check-in with ourselves. So I really love that notion. And, um, Speaking of little Mickey, what I often do as well when I'm really upset. So like when there's like a bigger event that happened in my life, actually, I got two, two like, like little practices slash tools that I want to share. One is um, I grab a pillow 
And I just literally pretend like there's little Mickey sitting on my lap, probably wow. three year old. And I would just be like, I'm so sorry, little buddy. I know what you're going through. Or just like hold it against me mm. and just really like feel with him. But because he is me, like I'm feeling my feelings, right? Mm. So that's something that's been really healing just because I tend to, because like the way how I was raised, I get to, I, I tend to get very angry with myself when I feel negative emotions. Like that isn't part of you, like the human experience and like something that I should have avoided. That's definitely one um and uh yeah it's just like a very healing experience and then the other one um and i'm really curious to our listeners if you know if, if you experience this too but i have it sometimes where i wake up in the middle of the night and i feel a lot of shame or mm-hmm. guilt or just like really bad like sad like like at 3am and what i've noticed what really helps for me is i just like pretend like my body is made out of glass and that there's like a sunbeam like shining through me so whatever Mm. i feel i completely let it shine through me i don't know what happens but always when i do that trick i fall back asleep which i assume you know i'm feeling my feelings and i'm sort of you know like letting it release so i can like put my mind back to rest and sort of put my body back to rest but um yeah so that's been like my experience with sort of you know dealing with emotions i'm still trying to figure it out um (laughs) i know one thing though um that i'd love to hear a little bit more about from uh, from you joe is um how body work helps Mm. you like process emotions because i know you've like talked a lot about like you know we joke about the body keeps the score you talked about like hot yoga what tell me a little bit like what's your experience with like hot yoga and in relation to your emotional health and well-being well that book the body keeps the score has opened my eyes and i think even before i was done reading it you had told me mickey and we're paraphrasing one of the stories about i think it was was it monkeys or rats it was some kind of the dogs the dogs the doggies and uh these doggies had been electrocuted right and then they tried to like give the dogs like healthy food or healthy snacks. And then they had the electrocution on one area and the, the healthy snacks on the other area. And they actually chose to go back to the ele- the electric shock because that's what they knew. And coming from a home which had a lot of challenges and dysfunctions in it, there was also a lot of love. These are beautiful people, but trauma gets passed on. So the connection with trauma and we think about, you know, a doctor like Gabor Marte, where he talks about trauma. So, um, you know, I think the body work is when you, well, what he says in that book and what I'm the living example guinea pig to say, you are right. I almost couldn't do a lot of stuff until I started the body work. And I've always kind of known that because I've worked out in different ways intensely and always found something good about it. However, when I did the hot yoga, I thought I would hate it. And I was actually criticizing it going into it. Like, I'm not going to like this, you know, but I tried it. But when I came out, I was like, I feel like 20 years younger and I feel amazing. I still didn't do it a lot, but only more recently over this last year, I've done it more consistently 
And it opens up things for me that I cannot even explain. And, it, and it's exactly what he said. The body keeps the score. It's holding all this repressed emotions, all this stuff. And by doing the body work, I get freed to really experience it in a very healthy way and to release it. Similar to that beautiful analogy you said, Mickey, of when you have like that, visualize that beam going through you. I didn't think about it that way because I never heard you say that to me, but mm -hmm. it almost is like that. Whereas when I don't do the body work, I just, it's much more difficult to do all that work for me. Do you feel like the moment you sit in the studio, right? Do you feel like there's more, there's there's less resistance that that in might the be the key? In the yoga studio? Yeah. I'll tell you, you I'll really tell, like I've, thought, I've thought about this. Thank you for asking. So now here's all the factors, maybe not all, but a lot of them were, because I was thinking, why is this so powerful? Number one, it's a heated room. So your body starts to relax. I hold a lot of tension in my neck, a lot of tension in my shoulder, a lot of tension in my body. So my body starts relaxing just from the heat alone. Number mm -hmm. two, you got a positive instructor who's saying some very like mindful, positive based things. You, my egoic mind is racing a million miles an hour at monkey mind. And that room, it can't. You have to focus on what you're doing. So it slows down the mind. Plus, they tell you to focus on your breath. You're breathing deeply. Breathing mm -hmm. is so healing. Yeah. So it's like getting a, going to a, a sauna, getting a relaxing massage, right? Uh, getting a, a powerful workout, doing a deep meditation and hearing a motivational speech, plus getting a workout, which burns a lot of calories all in one, right? Um, you can't beat it. Am I right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's phenomenal, man. And I know everyone doesn't experience it like I do, but I'm just so grateful for it. Cause it's like, wow. You found your thing, thing, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I found a thing that really every helped. time I listened to your voice, man, it was like, Man, I was like, I was so grateful and so happy for you that you found that because I knew like the way you sound, it was just like you 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 felt like you've seen the light. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. And also for the listeners, um, you know, I think what's really good is to find, you know, this is like one way, right? Like how to do body work and sort of like reconnect with the emotional side and, you know, like release mm -hmm. a lot of emotions or engage with those emotions. But find your own way too because mm. um funny funny fun fact i you know i was really enthused by you know hot yoga and everything and i was like dedicated to try it like i bought like i don't know like a five core like five lesson course or whatever and it really didn't do it for me and i don't know like why i was like a little bit frustrated or upset about it that it didn't work you know do it for me but at the same time too that's also like a gentle reminder right that you know, we got to find our own experience, what works for us. And like, how beautiful is it to experiment with what works for us? And, you know, like how awesome, Joe, that you found, you know, something like hot yoga that really, you know, rubs mm -hmm. you the right way that really does the trick for you. That's like, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And I'd love to hear from our listeners as well to see, you know, what are different ways to do body work. Hot yoga is one thing I do like sometimes, um, I guess like I do meditation. I'm not sure if that's like really like body work. Mm. To be perfectly honest, I don't know a lot of like different ways to do body work. So yes. we'd love to hear from you. Um, and I love to try them all. <laughs> mm -hmm. So anyways, mm -hmm. having said that, um, I think this concludes our number three or four. I think this is number four, right? Four. Yeah. 
our number four, like fourth <laughs> podcast. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, yeah, we are so grateful to have you here at A Home for Being. Um, we are still figuring out our next topics. We're kind of like trying like play it as we go. Usually Joe and I will tap into like our own experience, but obviously we're very interested to hear as well, like what your experience been on like the healing journey, you know, the challenges and being like more authentic and also like, you know, how do we meet ourselves really, mm -hmm. right? Like how do we live an authentic life, especially in a world that like distracts us so much? Um, we love to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Big. My name is Joe. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.